0: You are listening to Bold Leadership, Episode 22, Inspire a Shared Vision. Bold Leadership, the science of winning with your host, Dave Evans. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Dave Evans here. Welcome to the Bold Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Bold Leadership Podcast is produced every other Tuesday for your enjoyment show notes are found at www.TheEvansGP.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow me on Twitter, at The Bold Leader, and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. The second thing you have to do as a leader, and, and we're not very good at it, is inspire a shared vision. I mean, I know we all talk about mission, vision, you know, key, key performance indicators, objectives, and whatnot, but nine times out of ten, the boss has a vision, and it's his vision. It's not the team's vision. If you really want to get buy-in, you've got to inspire a shared vision. So how do you do that? I mean, what does it mean to have a shared vision? Well, you, you got to get buy-in. You've got to bring your team into the fold, your young leaders into the fold, and say, this is what I'm thinking about for our vision. What are your thoughts? How do we make this vision a reality? How, how do you see this vision happening? What changes do we need to make to this vision? Now, you bring the team in and you have an inspired shared vision. The performance of your team goes up dramatically. And it goes up dramatically because they have buy-in and they share in your vision and it's inspired in the team. And then they sell your vision to the rest of the team. So an inspired j- shared vision is, is vital to the success of an organization. I can tell you my, my last command tour, I had the privilege of commanding an organization, over a combat unit over, overseas, and, and we had been in country about five days. I'd been in command about five days, and, and I get a call at one in the morning um, that, that our airplane was coming off station for a problem, and that's all I knew. Um, to say I was frustrated is, is probably a, an understatement. Um, a, I didn't know why they were coming home, and, and B, I didn't know what was going on, and, and that's a bad place to be as a boss. And they were trying to get information back to me. Um, I can tell you I I spent the next two hours while they were flying back preparing what I was going to say and how I was going to handle the situation because, again, for our organization, it was a defining moment. I mean, we had crews um, that had been in theater fighting combat, flying combat missions for over six months. They were tired, um, and they were working their tails off. I mean, this was 2011, and we were – in the midst of pulling out of Iraq while fighting a very intense war in Afghanistan and the young men and women I served with had been fighting in both theaters and to say they were tired is an understatement. What I, what I found out and, and how we handled this was, was very, very um, interesting. And the impact was even more interesting. And I'll get in that, just get into that in just a second. But what we did is as I showed up at the squadron when the crew landed and, and they walked into the briefing room and I, I looked at the, the the group of thirty people that were on the airplane. I, I said, "You know what's going on? What happened?" Well, the response was, "Well, sir, nothing was going on. It was quiet. We didn't see any reason we need, we needed to be up there." Uh, at that point, um, I shared I shared a very very important lesson with them, and, and it's this: uh, we had a young soldier from Oklahoma, Private Serena Butcher, uh, that had been killed by an. Uh, explosive device on the side of the road five days earlier. I mean, she was one of us. Um, I shared the story with the young men and women and said, look, it may have been quiet, but what would have happened if a young soldier that you knew had been killed on the side of the road because you thought it wasn't important for you to be up there? I can tell you the mood in the room went extremely somber. Uh, I, I think they got it at that point. But more importantly, it was very apparent that we had a, a vision problem in the squadron Uh, the crews were tired they they didn't like quiet Uh, they wanted it to be busy and i can tell you in combat especially flying airborne coverage you never want it to be busy if it's busy that means people on the ground are getting shot at and our young people were so fired up to go do the mission and 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 win the war that they wanted it to be busy so they could win it faster but what what we determined was that we needed to adjust our vision um so Over the next week, we looked at the organization, we we identified that this was a challenge, and we had a mindset change. Uh, Our motto for the rest of our deployment was quiet is good. We want to be on station, and we want it to be quiet, and we don't want to be busy, because if it's busy, people are dying. Now, it took us about two weeks to hammer that into their heads, Um, but the result, the result is what was amazing. Um, They all bought into the vision that was quiet was good. At that point, they made the missions interesting and fun and kept themselves focused by pushing each other on station, whether it was through how many bottles of water you could drink, how how well you answered radio calls, how well the plane performed by taking off on time. They did everything they could to make sure the mission remained quiet and there weren't problems. The result for the team was this. They broke every record set in the past five years by that organization. Most hours flown in a month, best on-station coverage percentage of 99%. These guys stayed on station 99% of the time, which is absolutely amazing for an old Air Force airplane. They increased their area coverage by 95%, which beat the five-year average by 13%. Our maintenance team had a 99% mission execution rate. We were flying three airplanes a day, seven days a week, over 36 to 40 hours a day. With five airplanes, they had a 99% mission execution rate. That is unbelievable. Their mission capable capable rate came up from 67% to 81%. Why did this happen? A, we had an inspired shared vision. B, that inspired shared vision improved communication between our maintenance team and our operations team. These guys were working together because they wanted to be hugely successful and do things that nobody else had done because they bought into quiet is good. And we're going to be up there to make sure it's quiet every day, and we're not going to let you get hurt, and we're going to make sure you get it home to your family. It's probably the most exciting experience of my life, and and I will tell you, I didn't realize what the statistics were until the end of our our tour over in, in the Middle East. And, and, and I'll tell you, even to this day, I get choked up thinking about it because when I looked at those numbers for my change of command speech, um, I was pretty choked up. Uh, I can't tell you I've never been more proud of a group of individuals. They were young. They were inexperienced. They went and did great things for our country, and they're great Americans. But they did it because we established an inspired share vision, and we had buy-in from the team. I am Dave Evans, and this has been Bold Leadership. Follow Bold Leadership on Twitter, at TheBoldLeader, and Facebook.com slash TheEvansGP. To subscribe to Bold Leadership, visit TheEvansGP.com slash podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of Bold Leadership, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes, and remember, be bold.